Welcome to Between the Sheets with Nick and Steph, a raw and honest exploration of all things sex, love and relationships. Hi everyone, it's Stephanie here. I am joined with my beloved Nick Toby for another episode of Between the Sheets with Nick and Steph. Hey everyone, glad to be with you. So today we are talking about what is a conscious relationship and how to create it. So we're going to be exploring different ways, uh, different qualities of what a conscious relationship is, how to design a relationship that works for you and just different elements that we have found in our relationship that work for us and yeah, the things that we think make it awesome. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I think... Um... It's such a buzzword, isn't it, at the moment these these days, um, particularly in our worlds, I guess. But mm. this idea of conscious relationship. Um, so I think it's, what the hell does that mean? Uh, when you think of conscious relationship, for me, it's really just about being bringing a level of intentionality into how we relate, how we create a relationship. Um, what are we going to do in this relationship that is going to make it fulfilling and yeah, fulfill our desires for how we want to be in relationship. Um, I think often what has happened and I'm sure we've all had this experience is you, you just meet somebody, you get along and you just happen to then become in relationship with somebody. It just falls together somehow it and just... there's no question about it or it's basically unconscious. It's yeah. like, okay, this is just going to happen and flow in a certain way. So conscious is li- literally just bringing conscious awareness to we're doing this relationship uh-huh. and uh-huh. yeah, how, how are we going to do this? Yeah. What matters to us? What's this about? Yeah. And of course, that's going to change from person to person and from relationship to relationship. Yeah. Um, so, you know, what I think at the before we even go into discussing what are some of the things that help us create a conscious relationship, I think what's important is to recognize the desire, the willingness and the want to, to, to create a relationship that works. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of people out there that... There's this, and I, and I relate to this, I had this, was this yearning for something more when it comes to relationship. Mm. It's like I had this craving that like, surely it's got to be more than what I had known it to be, which was just basically what we talked about. It was like just getting together and just yeah. trying to figure things out. It yeah. was like, I want someone, I want to be with someone who this stuff matters to and relationship matters to them. And they want to put the love and intention and time and energy into it just as much as I do so Mm. yeah getting clear on that as as a solo person and just saying this is what I want Mm. I mean and and even saying that I said as a solo person but if you're already in an existing relationship that has been the okay we're just going to do this and yeah kind of let it flow you can still decide that you want something more and you can create that with that person that you're with yeah it requires a mutual desire. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's that's <laughs> crucial, isn't it? Recognizing that, okay, this is what I want. It may not be what that other person wants. Yeah. It may not be what they're ready for. And that doesn't necessarily mean 
that they are wrong or that they're not as evolved as you or what. It's just that maybe you're not in the same place. (laughs) And maybe this relationship isn't going to be the one that you actually want to create in the way that you really desire. Um, and, And I think also what's really important to is that this is an ongoing question you know this is an ongoing dialogue it's not just something we uh, decide at the beginning of a relationship or after the first couple of weeks when we make it you know official Um, (laughs) (laughs) it's a it's a question that we we revisit it's a question that is constantly open and um, that we, you know, I think for me, part of the the basis of a conscious relationship is that we're bringing the same level of intentionality to how we relate all the way through until that relationship ends, as well as the ending of it, if it does end, of mm. course, and it generally does. <laughs> through death at the at the worst. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Just on that, I think that, you know, we wanted to sort of bust some myths around what relationship is as well. And I think that in itself, uh, you know, this idea of happily ever after, you know, we've been, we've been sold so many fairy tale myths. Um, You know, Disney has done a great job (laughs) of telling us what relationship is all about and such. Um, and that's a big one is this idea that, you know, you get together with somebody and everything's beautiful and it's all working and this is going to last forever. The reality is it just probably won't. Mm. <laughs> the, the st- you know, if you look at statistics, the, 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 just the idea that a relationship that you get into is going to last until one of you dies um, is very, very slim. Most people have multiple relationships in their life. Most mm. and often, when people marry, they don't they don't stay together forever. Mm. You know, we've got fifty percent of marriages ending in divorce, and then for the second marriage, it's even greater um, percentage that end in divorce. So, it's uh, it's it, you know <laughs> to to imagine that we're it is this forever ever after thing it's just kind of futile we're setting ourselves up for disappointment Mm. and making that wrong as well making a relationship you know given the chances that it might end you know for a few years 20 years or Mm. you know when one of you dies or something it's like making that a bad thing it's it's also I, i feel like there's an issue in making it bad because you're actually missing the point of what a relationship is. It's yeah. like it, it, it will end in yeah. some way and that's just the way it goes. It's not good. It's not bad. It's just what it is. Yeah. Um, there's this idea that we've got all these relationships that were wrong or, uh-huh. oh, I, you know, that was a mess and, and that was bad. It's like, no, it, it, it led you to grow and learn yeah. and maybe it was in some really hard, challenging ways, but... Yeah. Um, and yeah. we've got we've got terminology that we use to make it a bad thing you know we a failed marriage a, a mm. broken relationship all of these things that you know tell us that we've done a bad job mm. <laughs> we've done a bad job at that relationship the reality is you may have done a great job um and it's ended just because it's ended doesn't mean it's 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 a failure doesn't mm. mean that it was a bad thing and it was probably a really good thing to actually come to that place of going we're done 
Mm. You know, this relationship has lived its life and now we're going to move on. Yeah. And just on the, the fairy tale, happily ever after, I think that sometimes you have to actually, like this is my experience, this is something we were talking about before, you actually have to be in relationship for the the um, uh, the immensity of that myth that you've carried in you to actually come out. Like it took me almost getting engaged to go, oh, mm-hmm. I'm carrying that, you know, like yeah. I, I carry that happily ever after and things are supposed to be peachy keen and beautiful from now on, now that I've got a ring on my finger, you know? Yeah. So it was like, it's, I didn't feel that in the start of our relationship, but I definitely felt that, you know, when we got engaged. Uh And so it's, it's actually a great thing to come up because it's like, Oh, you know, I, I can, I can work through this and then I can grow and I can actually find deeper love for myself and for you because that myth is kind of, you know, more out of the way now. So yeah. welcome the the myth. <laughs> yeah. Know, if, it, if it's there, don't don't go, oh, that's wrong, that's bad. And I can't, um, I can't buy into this fairy tale. It's like, oh, well, that's there. How can I work through that? Yeah. Well, uh, the reality is we've all been sold a story around what relationship is supposed to be like. Mm. And there's no, there's no avoiding that. And... You know, most of us, no matter what our parents' relationship was like and what sort of influences um, and examples of relationship we've had as we grew up, um, odds are they probably didn't do the same job that you want to do. Mm. They probably, you know, in some ways gave, gave you an example of relationship that wasn't great in, in their own way, yeah? And some of them had terrible examples um, of what relationship could be like. Yeah. So, uh, and I think this is what's really important is that where the fuck are we supposed to learn how to do this? Mm. You know, where do we get to work this out um, except from the ways in which we've experienced and, and had these examples given to us, you know? Mm. We have to work it out ourselves. Yeah. So there are things that we can put into place in order to uh, create, co-create, design um, a, a relationship that's going to work for us. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Shall we talk about some of those things? Let's. Like, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> um, this seems like a really simple and easy one. It's something that we did a podcast on a couple of. Yeah, episode two. Yeah, that's right. Um, Communication. Yeah. Very simple, but like probably the most crucial. It's like something that will be the difference between a satisfying and happy and healthy relationship and a destructive one, basically, or one that's not fulfilling. So. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and you know, communication. It seems so simple. It seems like a, just a no-brainer, of course, we need to have good communication in our relationship. But the reality is most of us are pretty shit at it, particularly when it comes to our intimate relationships. Because mm-hmm. um, there's so much at stake. There's so much emotion involved. And, you know, that is the biggest barrier to good communication is, is emotion. Mm-hmm. And if we are, uh, and of course, there's lots of emotion involved in, in intimate relationships. Um, and 
if I say things a certain way, that's going to promote an emotion in, in my partner and I don't want to do that. Um, so I'm going to communicate in a different way or yeah, there's so many things that can come into play around that can lead us down to making shitty communication choices. Do you think it's, uh, this just came to me. Do you think that it's important that couples, uh, people in relationship together talk about everything as in like share every detail of everything. Do you think there's things that, um, and I'm just thinking of like, you know, we, we talk about everything and, you know, even with you, I feel like I share most things and then I'm like, are there some things that I should just keep to myself or do I need to communicate? Like I'm an, I'm a chronic (laughs) oversharer. It's a thing. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I, there's um, a few answers to that. I think it really comes down to one's motivation for not sharing, mm. I think. Yeah, I like that. And if I'm trying to withhold certain bits of information because I want to keep it private or I want to keep secrets or I want to maintain some level of freedom or power, then maybe that's not going to work so well. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think there's definitely the danger of being of getting to that place of just oversharing and and having and knowing the inner you know ins and outs of each other's mind to a point where uh, there's no mystery. Mm, It's like too much sameness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What what is good for passion? What is good for uh, for um, yeah, for good, for good for good relationship is mis- mystery and novelty. Mm. And if I know everything that's going on in your mind or in your life, um, then there's not much room for novelty. Yeah. Uh, so it's a, it is a good idea to create some some distance in uh, in 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 our knowing of each other mm. um, to to create that sense of novelty. Yeah. Yeah. And in saying that, you know, when you live together, it's kind of hard to not know everything that's going on in a yeah. person's in a person's yeah. life. You know, we 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 all go to the bathroom, we all snore, we all uh, do all of those different things that every human being does. So it's it's kind of yeah. hard to create separation in yeah. those ways. So I mean, that's when doing it. Um... Uh, finding time and space to actually create that separation yep. purposefully yep. is important. Absolutely. Yeah. So back to the communication thing, clearly I think one of the big points is uh, is, is strong and uh, intentional emotional management. Um, emotional consciousness, or what I, I like to call emotional mastery, um, is having that, which comes down to self-responsibility. Yeah, being able to take care of our own internal emotional goings on, um, and not making that the other person's problem, mm. um, and recognizing that when we are highly emotional, we're generally not great at communicating. Yeah, definitely. so finding ways of having an outlet for certain emotions. And, yep. Yep looking after our emotions, going and expressing our emotions in a way which is healthy and, and uh, not destructive and, um, and responsible. 
uh, and then and also really important is you know recognizing and owning and taking responsibility for those times when we are in high emotion and I can't I know I'm not going to be able to communicate very well is calling for a timeout is going, you know what, I need some space. Mm. I need to go for a walk. I need to go and scream into a pillow. I need to do whatever I need to do in order to bring my emotions down to a manageable baseline where I can actually communicate like a mature adult. Yeah. And one thing that um, I wanted to bring up here as well is this, people communicate very differently. Some people, you know, we've had this recently with a friend actually where she's got more of a fiery kind of way about her and how she communicates mm-hmm. sometimes. And me and Nick are both quite watery, kind of emotional, sensitive beings. So, I mean, we have a likeness here, but in some friendships it's different. So it's actually having a conversation about that and, you know, diving in and being like, well, this is how I say things and this is why I say them. Yeah. This is, um, I speak my emotions and and... Or I speak with emotion because that's how I know how to. And I'm not doing this because I'm wanting to hurt you or make mm-hmm. you feel bad. But just learning how the other communicates. And sometimes there might need to be some room for improvement on either end, you know? Yeah. and But I think more importantly than that is just about understanding. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, getting to know each other's ways of operating and... You know, when you're strongly emotional, um, what do you do? How do you respond to those emotions? And mm-hmm. how can I best be with you in those times when you are in strong emotion? Mm-hmm. Um, and also helping. And I think this is really, 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 really important <laughs> is taking the guesswork out of it. Yeah. And relieving each other from the pressure of having to guess mm-hmm. and, and make assumptions. If I, it is up to me to educate you how to relate to me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean that's a big that's a big issue in relationships in so many ways is totally. like expectations. Totally. Like, I'm with you, therefore you should know everything about me yeah. and how to treat me, how to touch me, how to speak to me, uh-huh. everything. Yeah. And you're setting that person up for failure. And uh, it's yeah, it's horrible. What what imagine having that amount of expectation placed yeah, on you. Totally. You need to have it all figured out. Uh-huh. And this is you know, this is a big bullet point and of it of its of its own when it comes to uh, how to do conscious relationship is is educate each other how to how to be in relationship with with you. Yeah. You know. Stop taking the yeah, take the guesswork out of it. Stop putting the pressure on each other to know, to be psychic, <laughs> to know how to be in mm. relationship with you. Yeah. And there needs to be a room for some leeway in that. You know, the, there's kind of, I might do something that I've never done before mm-hmm. and that might hurt you. Mm-hmm. And rather than you, you know, going off at me and blah, 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 just be like, actually you did that and I really don't like that, yep. you know, or I didn't like the way you spoke to yep. me then or whatever it is. Rather than just, yeah, tearing the person down and making them wrong yeah. because they don't know they're they're trying they're, exactly yeah. exactly yeah and and also you know in order for me to be able to educate you how to be in relationship with me, I need to know how to be in relationship with myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are probably things I haven't worked out yet. 
mm. around how to be in relationship with myself yeah. and how to best to be in relationship with me. Yeah. So there may be experiences that we have later on down the line that are new, that are different, that are things I've never experienced before and I don't know how I'm going to respond. Mm. Um, this is, again comes back to that, uh, the importance of this being an open dialogue and an open question that is constantly revisited. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I like mm. that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wanted to move on to the next one. And this is something that sometimes I see couples who it is like they are enemies. Mm. It's like they're at war with each other. It's it's like they hate each other. You know? <laughs> and, and I'm dumbfounded by yeah. that because they, you know, you're choosing this. You know, we, we forget that we are choosing to be with this person. We sometimes get into this point in a relationship where it's like, I'm stuck. You know, I have to be with this person. And let's remember that that we are choosing to be with this person and they're not evil. Uh You know, they're not out to... Like, couples that are out to hurt each other. Mm -hmm. I think that's, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, painful to witness. And, yeah, and I think we're missing... We're obviously missing the elements of mutual respect and compassion and kindness to one another Mm. you're choosing to be with this person and can you speak to them can you treat them in a way that is with love and compassion and kindness yeah Mm. yeah i mean again it seems like a no-brainer um like why on earth would you be in relationship with someone that doesn't respect you and doesn't treat you well and doesn't treat you with compassion and kindness Mm. but the reality is it happens and we've all seen those relationships we've probably been in those relationships um where people just don't treat you with kindness they don't treat Mm. you well um and and i think it's important for us you know if we are in that relationship on either side of that relationship then to recognize yeah absolutely i'm not a victim to this relationship Mm -hmm. i'm choosing to be here and i I can choose not to be. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not this thing that we we fall into and then we're locked in. Um, <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah. It's it's such a. It it yeah. It's it's crazy, but it happens. We've all done it. We've all seen it. We've all been a part of it in some way. Mm. And there's a big difference between say, having a moment or an experience of, oh, I'm going to yell at you because I'm triggered by something and then, you know, coming back and saying, I'm sorry. Yeah. There's a difference between something like that happening and just chronic lack of unco- uh, lack of kindness yeah. and chronic mistreatment and abuse. Yeah. So, you know, it's... Um, we will have moments where we might have a bit of a a spaz attack or something and and if we can actually recognize that and own own our part in that and say you know apologize i'm sorry Mm. um but if it's happening all the time and you know it's such a complex thing actually to even talk about because there's so many people in relationships from um they they justify their partner's unkind behavior yeah they because they're afraid of what they're going to be like without them. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it really, what it really boils down to is our love for ourself. Mm. And that's something we need to learn. It's not something that just, unfortunately, it's just not something that 
comes natural to us um, a lot of the time and so we end up putting ourselves in and keeping ourselves in situations that just aren't loving Mm -hmm. that don't don't give us what we actually deserve Mm. Um, and when we can actually love ourselves and recognize that you know I actually deserve better then we can make a different choice yeah yeah, definitely. Yeah. I might tie the next one into this as well because yeah. uh, the next one's about projections. Uh-huh. So in projections, what I mean by that is... Um, actually, can you tell me? <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've got the words there and I yeah. can't spill it out. <laughs> so when we're projecting, it's like we are making the other person responsible for a way in which there's many different ways in which we project but one of the ways is that we're making the other person responsible for the way I feel mm-hmm. um, we're making the other person we're creating stories in our mind around this other person and why they are having an influence over me and who they are so it's like we're projecting an image of a certain quality onto this other person mm-hmm. And and the way and having and making them responsible for the for an influence that I'm actually having on myself. Mm. I'm thinking some examples of that might be um, my partner, like you are making me feel angry, yeah. or you're making me feel um, upset, or you make me cry. Yeah. You know, that's a big one. Um, and then projecting project, projecting our stuff can also be um, he's a angry person, or he's a um, uh, he's really bad at doing this around the house or he's really bad at, um, oh God, why can't I think today? Oh my God. <laughs> Apologies. I'm a little sleepy. <laughs> um, so uh, we've all got unowned material. Yeah. So this is what we call the shadow in, in psychology. So it's, uh, the shadow is our unowned aspects of ourself. So when those aspects of ourself are unowned, then we often project them out of us, out of ourselves. So mm-hmm. let's say, for example, uh, there's a part of myself that I've unowned, which is actually lazy. So I, whenever I see laziness outside of me, I have a strong reaction to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're lazy, then I'm going to get really pissed off at you because you're lazy. But really, it's not about you. It's my own unowned laziness that mm-hmm. I'm angry at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Does that make sense? Yep. Or it could also be um, you, this is an example, say I um, have a hard time sitting around and relaxing mm-hmm. and doing nothing. Mm-hmm. And I see that in myself as lazy. If I'm going to sit around and mm. do nothing, I'm lazy. And I see you, Nick, sitting around doing nothing. I'll project that onto you yeah. and go, you're lazy. Yeah. Because... That to me is lazy. It might just be resting. It might just yeah. be, but that's something that I struggle with myself. Yeah, yeah, totally. So of course that that we 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 disown that part of ourselves because we've learned uh, stories around what it means. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So we we neglect and disown that part of ourselves, trying to pretend to the world that we're not lazy. Yeah. So obviously, how this happens, this happens all the time in relationships. <laughs> um, and we project on each other all the time and there's no getting away from that fact but what we're in a 
you know, this conscious relationship that we're trying to uh, design here, it's about owning it. It's about recognizing, actually, um, we turn the mirror on ourselves and mm. look at the mirror in ourselves. If I see something on you in you that makes me feel a certain way, there's probably some material there for me to learn from about mm -hmm. myself. It's not about you. So this is about really looking at the fact that, okay, if there's strong emotions going on for me, what have I got to learn there? What, the, what are these emotions telling me rather than just blurting them out and making you uh, the instigator of those feelings mm. and the respond and the one who's responsible for those feelings. Yeah. This doesn't negate that people can do things that hurt us as well. You know, people, our partners are going to act in a way that sometimes is going to have a really challenging impact on us. Yeah. That doesn't excuse that. I mean, I think that's a little bit of a shadow of this whole projection mirror piece is that, you know, well, that's your stuff. You know, I went and cheated on you with such and such, but that's your stuff. You know, you've got to deal with it. And it's like, no, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that one's, I feel like that's important because to get that, because, um, it can turn into like a, um, not owning your stuff. Totally. Yeah. Totally. It's, um, we can, yeah, we can use it as a way to avoid taking responsibility. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Next one. What's what else we got on the list? This is a good one. Navigating sovereignty and synergy. Mm. Um, so this is a real big challenge for for us all in relationship because these are two two drives that sort of seem to oppose each other. Is this desire for connection and this desire for um, for individuation, for freedom, independence. for independence, mm -hmm. for autonomy. Um, so how do we marry those t these two seemingly opposing forces? It feels like lifelong work. <laughs> well, it is. Yeah. And this is, this is, you know, the first port of call here is just recognizing they exist. And, mm. you know, just because I'm in relationship with you, doesn't mean I want to be with you all the friggin' time. Yeah. <laughs> I need my own space. I need my own freedom. I need to have my own things going on. Yeah. You know, I've got desires, dreams, aspirations, passions that are mine that we don't share. Mm. You know, so I want to uh, make a stand for my own um, sovereignty, my own autonomy. And make sure that I don't lose that part of myself. Because if yeah. I do, I'm going to resent the hell out of you later. Yeah. And I'm going I'll, to... I'll, I'll, I will lose my uh, grip on my own identity as, mm. an, as an individual who happens to be in relationship. Yeah. And I'll make you responsible for that. Mm. And so, of course, if I want that for myself, I need to be open to letting you have that for you. And, and I've seen it go both ways. Uh, you know, I, I want to be independent and I want to go and do this all by myself. Yeah. But the second that you say you want to, <laughs> no, nope, you're mine. You know, and it's like it, it goes both ways. Totally. And that's important to remember. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and, and I think that's definitely it's about uh, giving each other the freedom to be ourselves, um, 
to be, you know, engaged in our own development, um, career-wise, personal development-wise, mm. spirituality, whatever it is that's important to us, um, owning our own values and our own uh, our own desires, um, and upholding those, looking out for them, mm. making a stand for them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And making a stand for each other's freedom. Yeah. And then how that works with synergy is you as a sovereign being can meet this other person who is also a sovereign being and create something, be in something that you couldn't do on your own. You couldn't have it. It's impossible to have uh, this by yourself. So it's like coming together and synergizing. Correct. (laughs) Yeah. And also I think this is something that I, I like to talk about in my in my work is this idea that when we do create this sort of relationship, there are three entities in the relationship. Uh, that is you, that is me, and that is us. Mm. So there's the, the individuals and the relationship as a third entity, which require, which has its own needs and desires, you know? And if this, uh, this third entity can actually envelope us as, a, as an incubator for our own personal growth as individuals and as a couple mm-hmm. yeah beautiful mm-hmm. what we get what we got on the list what's next is um understanding the ebbs and flows mm. relationship like like um we are as a sovereign being when you're in relationship there are highs and lows there's ebbs and flows there's moments of feeling really great and connected and in love and passionate and really like blissful in relationship. And then there's times where you feel really challenged and it's a struggle at times. It can be um, really hard, really difficult. So honoring and understanding that it is like a cycle, a relationship it will go up and down forever for the duration of the whole relationship. Trying to attach to the highs, trying to grip onto, you know, the honeymoon period or those those times where, oh, in the start of the relationship, it was so good and there was so much passion and hanging on to that, you're setting yourself up for, uh, it's really unrealistic expectations. Mm. It's like a relationship will go up and down. Yeah. And so... Working with that and understanding that can mean the difference between being satisfied in that or being really distressed by it. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, totally. And I think this comes down to also recognizing that uh, we're all individual evolving beings and, and the fact that we're going to change. Mm-hmm. As individuals in this rela- who happen to be in relationship together, my evolutionary trajectory is probably going to be different to yours Mm. so there's going to be ways where we we do change and maybe our parallel journey actually takes a a a different turn from time to time Mm. which can absolutely create challenges in the relationship when one person wants to do a certain thing which goes against the other person's desires to do a certain thing then um that can be a challenge. Yeah. Um, so it's about recognizing that how can we meet each other afresh, 
moment to moment in the relationship mm. rather than you know what so many people do most people do is just expect that person that you got to together with to be the same yeah forever mm-hmm. they are going to change you are going to change I, you know I, I remember <laughs> very clearly uh, a, a challenge in my uh, my marriage was this idea that I changed and that was something that was very difficult for my ex-wife to, to, to handle, to be with. Mm. Um, and I look at that and I go, of course, why wouldn't I change? <laughs> mm. uh, we, we all are. We all change. We all shift. Um, but think, yeah, it can create challenges. Yeah. And I think the challenges can also come when you're on different levels in terms of, say, if I'm in a really good mood. I've had a great day and Mm. and life's feeling amazing. You're the complete opposite. You know, you're just down in the dumps. You're sick or you're, you know, had a bad day at work or whatever it is. And trying to connect from that place can be really challenging Mm. and it can mean that you are disconnected. Um, And so that's not wrong. It doesn't mean that you're wrong or the relationship is wrong. It just means that you're just at different phases. Mm. Sometimes those phases will work together and you'll both be down at the same time. We <laughs> both be up at the same time. Yeah. Um, and then other times it's, it's opposite. Yeah. And that's yeah. Not, not a problem. It's not. And I think we, we can easily be off put by the fact that our partner's um, in a different state than us, mm. you know? And, and take offense by that in some ways. Mm. And, you know, if I'm happy and you're sad, uh, it's easy for me to, you know, be, be offended, be resentful of the fact that you're not going to share this great mood with me Mm. um, and make you wrong for feeling the way you are. Yeah. Uh, And vice versa. You know, you could be resentful of the fact that I'm in a good mood Mm. because you're feeling like shit. Yeah. Um, So it's, be, being able to just allow each other to be where they're at mm. and, and not uh, being hooked into this idea that they need to be a certain way for you. Yeah. yeah. I think a really big one where this applies is sexual desire. Yeah. And, you know, we spoke about that yeah. last fortnight, but it's there will be these ebbs and flows of uh, sexual arousal uh, desire. Yeah. And that's not wrong and you might be at different places at different times but just understand that this is an ever fluctuating part of our being and and in relationship yes it can be challenging but it's not wrong yeah Mm. yeah absolutely big ones Mm. so um another one is i think we just mentioned it as well but just this idea that we are constantly learning we are constantly growing as individuals in a relationship, we are constantly evolving. So therefore, we need to be open to discover each other mm. afresh each day. Uh, and, you know, then make a choice to be with that person. Mm. Uh, rather than just yeah, imagining that they're the same as they were yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, and when you said that, meeting this person fresh, I think they, they can be little rituals or things that you do, whether that's, you know, a yearly thing, if you're in Mm -hmm. a marriage, Mm -hmm. this is something that, um, I guess we've talked about is, 
every year deciding, you know, am I going to be with this person because uh, they are uh. so different than they were a year ago and and just having some kind of little ritual or ceremony or something yeah. to symbolize that that I'm going to choose this new person. Yeah. I'm going to choose them as they are right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think that, you know, that just that point alone just shows the futility of wedding vows mm. <laughs> and you know we make these promises to to this person uh at the the day we get married and it locks us into this frigging contract that we've signed yeah. our life uh to for the rest of our life it's like, and i love you forever it's like oh, five years maybe later i, won't. I hate you maybe like, i won't <laughs> yeah. maybe actually you're gonna turn into a douche and I don't want to be with you anymore <laughs> or the reality is that our life just takes a, uh, a, tif- a different trajectory than we could perceive mm. f- five years ago ten years ago last week whenever it was that we made the vows um, so yeah th- there's a, a lovely Celtic tradition where the vows or the marriage ceremony is redone every year mm. and so your anniversary you get married again and you create new vows. And I really, really love that idea yeah. of, uh, yeah, you know, okay, we've done a year. We did this, this, and this. <laughs> um, could have done better at that. Yeah. This could have gone a little differently. So That was great. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, from for this next year, I vow to be with you like this. Mm. Yeah. Let's do that. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so cool. Yeah. Um, last one we wanted to talk about was boundaries and agreements in relationship. Mm. So there's going to be things that are and aren't okay for you. And don't leave those things unsaid because that's when conflict can arise. Sometimes you won't know what isn't okay until it happens, Mm -hmm. but know yourself enough to, and, and, you know, take example from previous relationships and go, Oh, learn from them and say that was really good that that's what matters to me that's mm. uh, that's a a part of relationship that i need to have and that's it that's a, a definite you know yeah. or that happened and i don't like that at all yeah. that is not okay yeah. so communicate these things yeah. to your partner and agree upon them as well uh-huh. yeah yeah there's so when it so boundaries essentially are other things that are are our yeses and nos mm-hmm. and finding you know so many I'm, I'm astounded so often about when i ask people what are their boundaries in relationship or in intimacy or any of those things and people are like mm, i don't know mm-hmm. um how do we how do we expect another person to to be with us in a way that is within our boundaries if we don't know our boundaries you know mm-hmm. so we need to really uh ask ourselves those those big questions what how do I want to be treated? What is okay for me? What are my what are my absolute no deals? Mm. Um, and how, and then being able to communicate that with each other. Yeah. You know, we've all got different values. We've all got different experiences that we've had uh, through through our life. You know, we 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 have to create ways of not only protecting ourselves but also just. Create, uh, have living a life that is within, uh, that is enjoyable for us. Mm. So we need to be able to communicate 
what doesn't work for us. And in on as equal as, impo- as important is what does work for us. What do we desire? What do we like? What feels good? Yeah, um, and yeah that, I was going to say that. It can get really... Um, really easy to go down that this is what I don't want. I don't want this. I don't want this. I don't want this. And it's like, remember what you do want and speak that freely. You want to be able to be in a relationship where your desires are welcomed. Even just the speaking of them sometimes can be enough. It's, uh, yep. Yeah, it's totally true. And, and it's often a a hard conversation to, to, to have for Mm. people is this, um, like we don't want to be able, we don't want to hurt each other's feelings from naming a boundary. You know, we don't, yeah. if I name this boundary, are they still going to like me? Are they still going to want to be in relationship with me? Are they still going to want to have sex with me? Um, but the reality is when we do name boundaries, it actually creates safety for both people. Because yeah. if I don't know what your boundaries are, it's likely I'm going to cross them. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to tread carefully or i'm just gonna fuck up and make something uh potentially really traumatic happen yeah yeah and if someone if you're with someone who you have some things that are no-goes it's it's an absolute no and they are going to chronically cross those do you really want to be with someone who disrespects you like that exactly yeah and you know it's important to know that boundaries of course, we have physical boundaries, yeah? the way I want to be touched or not. Uh, we have emotional boundaries, the way I'm gonna, I want to be uh, dealt with emotionally um, mm. or not. Spoken to. Mm. Yeah, we have our um, energetic boundaries. You know, we can feel certain energies that don't feel good to us. Mm. Um, and, and of course, all of those are equally as important as each other. Mm. So we need to communicate those to each other. Yep. Perfect. Yeah. I love it. Uh, and I do notice when we go into... Re- re- Nick's the relationship guy. He's the... <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm great at it, but, you know, you're incredible at articulating it. So <laughs> just kind of let you, you do the thing. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> Thank you, dear. Um, and, you know, these are all really, really awesome points and really great. And, of course, you're probably going to have your own. And like I think we've said, is this this ongoing exploration around how can we co-create and co-design a relationship that's going to work for us, mm-hmm. yeah? yeah? And then making really strong agreements around how that's going to happen. Yeah. What do we do with that? Yeah. This is what we want. Now, how are we going to do it? Mm. And how are we going to prevent harm from happening as much as we can possibly do? Yeah. Knowing full well, we're going to fuck it up at times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, there's so much in there, so much, and we could easily go on for probably another hour talking about this. Um, and of course, you know, more episodes to come, we're going to, delve into some of those things probably a little more uh in depth yep yeah definitely yeah beautiful anything you want to finish off with there no i i think that yeah i think that i mean the last thing i want to say is that in this climate of you know being able to have it all Mm. we 
we can have the man of our dreams and you know you should aim for that yes that's so true don't get so caught up in the this is what is important to me and Mm. this is what I need that you actually I guess forget that people are human beings with their own challenges their own wounding their own you know highs and lows and and relationship is messy it can be messy at times and that's okay that's the joy of it it's such a a a privilege and a a joy to be with someone to share a life with someone and to go through a hard time and come out the other end and go wow we did that and I love you even more deeply than I did before Uh and um yeah I think that's really important we're all human beings Uh we all want to love and connect and know what matters to you know what your boundaries are know where how you want to be treated and don't push people away you know thinking that they can never meet you yeah such a good point Mm. um we're 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 human beings we're flawed we've all got our wounds we've all been hurt we've all been screwed around we've got all of these ways in which we've uh, been protecting ourselves and and preventing intimacy and we're all shit scared of being hurt mm. and yet we all want to connect so give each other a break yes <laughs> give each other a break recognize the effort take that it takes to and the courage it takes to even contemplate the idea of being in relationship it's a big deal yeah and it's awesome. And it's awesome. And sometimes it stings. And sometimes it feels amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, that'll do us for now, guys. Thank you so much for listening in to this. So if you want to hear more about us and learn more about us as individuals and our work, um, you can check me out on my website, nicktovey.com, N-I-C-T-O-V-E-Y.com. And I'm at stephanie-curtis.com. We're also organizing, creating a festival in four weeks' time. So that's going to be on the 24th and 25th of August. That's 2019. uh, uh, In Sydney at Glebe Town Hall. So that's Eros Festival. So that's a celebration of all things love, pleasure and spirit. So we're going to have bunch of people experts presenters um offering workshops on conscious relationships tantra bdsm uh sexuality embodiment and yeah it's going to be a beautiful weekend in sydney mm. at sydney australia if you couldn't tell from the accent <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah uh, there's still tickets available so that's at www.erosfestival.com yep come along yeah. And please, you know, leave your comments, leave reviews. We really rely on your support, your feedback. Get this information out there as to as many people as possible. So, yeah, pre- please leave your comments, your reviews, your suggestions, your requests on what juicy topics you'd like us to dive into in future episodes. So, yeah, yeah. thanks for that, guys. Thanks for listening in and much love to you. See you guys. Thank you.